Hello and welcome to the Mad Sounds podcast. This is episode 86, I believe, and I have the absolute pleasure of being joined by Aidan Kelly, uh, otherwise known as... Nicotine. <laughs> uh, which is great because not often I get to interview someone with the same name as me. This is true. It's very <laughs> rare. And so, same spell as well, you know. I know, I know exactly spell uh, spell right. Um, I will. <laughs> right. uh, so I'm going to make sure to constantly say Aiden because it'll feel really weird for me. I know. Um, <laughs> but it, it's an absolute pleasure to have us on. Uh, so to start the episode, I'll do what I like to do this to kind of all my interviews. I like to get into this straight away because it catches yeah. everyone off guard. And no one likes this because it's a question that you kind of have to, if you prepare for it, you come up with like a really cool answer. And then when you're asked on the spot, you'll say something that you probably regret later. So I've got, a <laughs> I've got a playlist called the Mad Sounds Hall of Fame. And yeah. on this playlist, I ask every person that I have as a guest or as an interview to pick a song. It can be one of your own songs. It can be something that you listen to in the minute all-time favourite, or it can be something, you know, it doesn't matter, it can be something dead daft, it can be something dead like mm-hmm. arty. Uh, but I'm going to ask, what song would you like to nominate into the Mad Sounds Hall of Fame? I think purely because it is Valentine's Day. So it is, oh yeah. I think it would have to be Let's Get It On by Marvin Gaye. What a choice. It's an I'm really, absolute banger. It's an absolute banger. That I'm actually really, that's one of the, a lot of the times people say something that I, I don't know, we, which always catches me off guard because I get in my head like, oh, I know loads of music, but that's such a good song. Yeah, yeah. That it's, album. Yeah. Fantastic. Such a, such a kind of ha- half underrated and half. Well, not overrated, but people either rate them or they kind of underrate them. But yeah, the songwriting is amazing. Like, oh, it's so good. You know? I'm actually at fault for that because we covered that. So I, I sometimes do album reviews, and oh. let's get it on by Marvin Gaye. The whole album we did it, and I I, I criminally undersold it. <laughs> and then it's easy I think, to do. Easy oh. to do. But you it, know? that my problem was I compared it too much to what's going on. Um. Ah. Oh. And I think that the, it was the concept part that I, I started to focus too much on. And then yeah. after the episode, I would listen to it constantly. <laughs> like, this is unreal. I know. But anything like, you know, it's like people like to like to kind of uh, hate on like pop music and stuff. But the songwriting's brilliant. Oh, it's fantastic. It's so good, you know, even if it's not your cup of tea, I mean, obviously. I'm in a like hard rock band, but sometimes I listen to a song that I'm like, oh my goodness. Yeah. If that was a rock song and I wrote that, <laughs> that would have been incredible. But, yeah. but yeah, it's, it's easy to do. Yeah, it's, it's good to appreciate an array, though. Absolutely. Uh, which is. It'd be boring if you couldn't. Yeah, exactly. Which is. One of the things that I like to, I think that's what I like to kind of promote with the Mad Sounds Hall of Fame. Like I've had some quite interesting choices in there. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, really good. <laughs> it's really good that you don't expect it. I wouldn't have expected you to say, let's get it on. Um, no one would. <laughs> I think, um, I mean, it pops up, obviously, despite it being Valentine's Day, like, 
because um, that's just it's just hilarious that song on Valentine's Day. Yeah. It's it's perfect. <laughs> but a, a few years ago, I think it was. It was probably actually about this time, three years ago, something like that. Um, we covered it at one of our gigs, but we kind of um, <laughs> we only did like a minute of it because I just did like the main like you know <laughs> yeah like the yeah yeah and I was like oh it's it's maybe going to be a bit of like a redneck <laughs> to like do the full song. But I just kind of burst into a guitar solo, and then right <laughs> after it. I had the crowd shouting at me like, oh, you should have done the full thing. And I'm like, <laughs> total me- like missed opportunity. But that's what you get for being too self-aware, I guess. So yeah. I've thrown that out the window, you know. <laughs> Anything's possible. <laughs> uh, that's an absolutely brilliant choice. And I think it kind of, I mean, like I said, I love the variety. And that kind of, yeah. with the... Not as a tech, this is the worst transition I've ever done in my life. My next question, or my next kind of point, uh, is Blue Nicotine is a really cool name, right? Thank but, you. Thank but you. Why? It's a fantastic question. Um, so, so, well, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, a lot of people uh, like it because I think it's, it's just a bit weird. Yeah, it's. Um, there's a thing with weird where I feel like it can be weird and it's a weird mm-hmm. name. Like, uh, I can't think of anything. Psychedelic Porn Crumpets is a really weird name for a band, isn't it? <laughs> like, that's a I mean, weird... That's, that's, like, that's like the extreme, yeah. isn't it? Like, the extreme level. Um, I mean, you've, you've hit the nail on the head with that one. That's like, I mean, even, even band names like, say... Um, I don't know, like say, I mean, even like something like the Cranberries. Yeah, I mean that's a bit weird. But it, it's it kind of cool for like a rock band. So I don't know. It just it, it, it sticks. These things stick in your your mind, I guess. Mm. Um, but I mean, um, this is going to sound really, really pretentious. Not pretentious. It's going to sound like a bit like you know a bit art wanky. Yeah, yeah. But, it's literally the only way I can possibly describe it. Um, so, I mean, the, the nicotine parts, uh, obviously nicotine is a very addictive substance, <laughs> um, but it represents my sort of addiction and uh, need or want to create music. Mm-hmm. So that just, that, that kind of, that represents the, like a, a need to do it. <laughs> You know, um, and the reason it's uh, the colour blue is because the first song I wrote for this whole project, and there was a band and everything, it's growing arms and legs. But initially, it was just me. Like, I, I, I'm the sort of, um, I do everything for the band. So mm-hmm. in terms of, like, recording, I'll do, like, basically everything apart from some of the drums or whatever. So um, it's kind of just, inter- it's, it's my brain yeah audibly um but the, the first song i wrote was placebo effect i wrote that when i was like 14 um and it was just an idea that it and it kind of floated in and out of some bands that i was in it didn't really gel with that vibe or whatever so anyway when i created blue nicotine i, I brought it back because it was always like my song like it was like my 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 child 
Um, and for some reason, it just reminded me of the colour blue. Like a really, 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 really specific colour of blue. And it was such a weird like, realisation because I don't, I don't dislike talking about it. I just like, I hate sounding as if I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> no, I don't just, like, it was the colour blue, man, you know, like, but that's it, you know, and every song since then reminds me of very specific colours, so mm-hmm. kind of incorporate that into the, the song, eh, the covers for the songs, like the singles. So, um, that's really it, you know, it, it just, that was the first song for the project. So it felt right to be blue. That's awesome. <laughs> that's, um, that's a very well thought out name. Thank you. And also on the Thank subject you. of the, the, the song name and the colour, I 100% get that. Yeah. Like I do it genuinely, I can listen to like uh, any like <laughs> electronic or something and I can, I'll like in my head, I'll imagine this one song is like, I, I come up with like a whole scene to it. So like, I get that yeah. or like a colour or something. And yeah, it's interesting. It's I think it's fascinating. Uh, to draw an example, just because I've been listening to this recently, and it's, it's, I'm happy it's relevant because I want to talk about it. Um, of course, yeah. I don't know how much Folds you've ever listened to. Um, a, a little bit, yeah, a little bit. The second album, Total Life Forever, has like a, a blue album cover, and they're all like diving. And I'm sure uh, I've it, seen that, it's yeah. really cool to me because the reason it's blue is because they recorded it in a really, like, Maybe slightly wrong, but they said the studio was quite damp and it was like very rainy and stuff. And because of that, it affects they were like a blue album cover. But then when I listened to it, it sounds like blue, like watery. (laughs) I don't know how to explain it, but it's really cool. You've, you've, maybe it's because we have the same name or maybe (laughs) our brains are just connected. But that is exactly, that is exactly like you, you. You kind of subconsciously picture, or it just you don't even picture it. You maybe just think, maybe it'll either make you think of a color, or you maybe see it in your in your mind, or you know, say when there is like a sort of like a little narrative to something, say say like that, you know, when it's like a damp studio or whatever, and you hear the story about it, it'll kind of infect your brain in a good way. That'll then um, make you kind of subconsciously think about that anyway. Yeah, so it's amazing. It's amazing. It just shows you how music and visuals and all this stuff is it is important. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like an experience of people that love music. I guess you know it wouldn't matter if you if you went to bust. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's something I've always like thought about. Or you know, if a, a song is quite kind of ethereal feeling, you know how like um, this sounds really morbid, right? But you know how sometimes you listen to a song and it kind of makes you feel like you're dying, but not in a bad way? Yeah, right. So, like, um, have you ever heard, it's like a, it's like a, like a not a synth, but it's like a, a beautiful piece of music by a composer called Brian Eno. Mm-hmm. Eno, I think his name is. And the song's called An Ending. It's used in loads of films and stuff. Yeah. It's just this like synthy. Um, you've probably heard that it. it just feels so like ethereal and like afterlifey. I don't know, it's weird. Music yeah. does weird things. No, it, it, yeah. it really does. But I think it can do that. Th- that's the appeal, isn't it? 
mm-hmm. like you can get so many different i'm a, a very oddly big fan of artworks for music because i like yeah. the thought that i can look at a random album and it'll tell me like you know i like the fact that i can look at it and then i know what to expect yeah. and sometimes that doesn't happen sometimes you look at an album and you listen to it and it's like oh that, that's what you'd last i was expecting but like i quite like yeah. to be able to put an image to it and i do know what you mean like but, that that goes along with the emotion you can get from it yeah absolutely 100 uh, which is sick to say yes yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah and it's it's like I say, it's important to some people, it's, it's not important to others. Some people don't think about it, but in terms of what that, I love like album artwork as well. And when you think of it now, streaming services, you know, back in the day, it used to be like the vinyl and even CD as well. And it was this, there was a lot of um, focus put on the artwork. And now you go on Spotify and it's just like a tiny wee yeah. square. It's weird, isn't it? I think. Yeah, it's a bit heartbreaking because it's like, man, you know. So especially, I mean, the effort in some artworks is absolutely ridiculous. Um, Wow. Like, and I think that's probably why vinyl, uh, like a lot of young people getting into vinyl and stuff, buy stuff. I mean, I do sometimes, not not as much, but uh, like, for example, I found a band called The Lovely Eggs, uh, which is a really weird name. But There you go. um, (laughs) <laughs> um and the artwork is absolutely surreal and i bought it on vinyl just because the artwork was that cool and the fact it turns out fantastic i really enjoy it absolutely but like, yeah. the like the effort that has obviously gone into the artwork and then on stream and it's just this tiny that's it and it's it's kind of you know you you'll uh even if you hated the album if it's a very pretty like art piece of artwork then of course yeah why yeah. not but exactly. It's, it's good to enjoy it. But um, yeah, it's just, it, it's kind of, a, it's a wee bit heartbreaking that it's just this tiny little thing now. It's it's not insignificant, but it's like it feels like it's made to be insignificant um, because it's just so focused on the the song, the streaming mm-hmm. or whatever. But I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. It's a, it's a kind of worms that really because uh, with streaming, that's one another thing to add to the reasons of why streaming is a lot of wank. Um, That's it, I know, literally. <laughs> like, just, I know, oh, I know. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, it is 100%. And uh, on that note, I've not actually uh, got this in my questions, but I'll, I'll talk about the. the yeah. Do you create the artwork for your singles and stuff? Yeah, so um, eventually everything that's, that's out so far. Uh, I, I created it, so I think I think all of them are all of them are based on just photos I've taken. So I do um, like that. There's the first. I've got it yeah. up here, so I can make sure I'm right. The first yeah, yeah, five. I, I I love the consistency. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you. I wanted it to seem, you know, um, almost like you're like a little book, and each page is like you know that you're 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 on the same thing. You know, um, I wanted them to just, I mean, the first like five singles, I wanted them to just uh, be really consistent and maybe it's the OCD inside of me as well, but I just think it, it looks nicer, you know, um, and yeah, they're basically based on, obviously it's the black background and it's just got the image in the middle, um, 
And I just like the idea of it being like a little, like a front cover of like a wee book. Mm-hmm. Um, and the photos are either photos I've taken or my partner, uh, Holly, she took. It's the cover for Placebo Effect and it's mm-hmm. um, it's a vase and like uh, roses in it. All oh, right. And uh, it's, she just took it like out our uh, window during lockdown. I stuck a blue filter on it and I was like, Nice. <laughs> um, so it's just yeah, it's just random things, you know, just the uh, kind of aesthetically pleasing things, mm-hmm. you know. So have you got? And they all have their own story. That see, that, I, I love that. So have you got a cover for the album? Have you got it? Fantastic question. Um, I've got I've got all the ideas for it, and I've got um, I've got like a. a a wee vision of what I want it to look like. Um, but I'm just trying to still clamp down on kind of exactly if it's if it's uh, if it kind of portrays the music properly. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, I mean, that'll still be in the, the blue theme of things. That's our kind of, that's the branding, obviously. Um, and obviously, like, our logo is neon. So always, like, sort of... Um, you know how, like in the sea, like some mm-hmm. fish and you can go like bioluminescent. Yeah, is it bioluminescent? Yeah, that kind of neat kind of thing. Yeah. So, um, jellyfish and all that kind of all that kind of stuff. So that ties in with our branding. Um, but the idea I've got is like a sort of gloomy, uh, under the water style, you know, like you're like you're almost at the bottom of the sea. Yeah, <laughs> you know. A bit creepy, um, but still staying in the kind of gloomy blue neon vibe. Um, and I was thinking of just having a singular jellyfish. That always blows people's mind because they're like, why a jellyfish? Um, but this, the studio that we recorded the album at is in Stornoway. It's called Black Bay Studio. And one of my oldest friends, Cal, works there. Um, so it only felt right to just go up there and do it. And the studio was on a pier. That's so like, sick. It's so cool, man. Like, it's like, um, so there's like, a, obviously, the, it's not directly on the pier, but the pier connects kind of to it and then goes out into the water. So I would, like, record a song and jump off the pier as, like, a little pick. And <laughs> <laughs> um, on my last day leaving, obviously, it's up in Stornoway, so when I was getting the ferry back and everything, um. I was thinking about this a lot because before, before I, when I was just leaving the studio, I had one last walk down the pier and I saw like a massive jellyfish like in the water just staring at me. I was like, that'd be really cool. I love <laughs> like, that. It's, it's just a bit weird for a, a rock album, I guess, but mm-hmm. um, it stayed in the sort of nautical theme and a lot of people have reached out to us to say that Blue Nicotine in general, when they think about it, it kind of reminds them of like the ocean or like the kind of neon bioluminance thing. So it was a very long answer to your question. <laughs> no, but, I love that. Yes, it kind of gives you a, an idea. Of, I like to like split because sometimes you hear someone's like idea and you're like, I wonder why. <laughs> but yeah. there's a lot to it, you know. I think that's there's something about that wee jellyfish just staring at me. I was like sitting right at the top of the water and there's only one of them and I was like this is really strange 
Yeah, that is. Yeah. Oh, that could that, be it. <laughs> that ties in so well with what I said about the like the Falls album, for example, earlier. How that's, that, that's really cool. How we've come back yeah. to that. Uh, you also answered one of my questions there before I asked it. I was going yeah. to ask about uh, the studio you recorded in and why uh-huh. you chose there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you, you've kind of answered that. But did, was the the choice of the studio? Did it come down to a part that like one of your oldest friends has worked there and stuff? You're like, oh, I'd like to record there. Yeah, I think. Well, he. Um, so the songs that are out just now. He. Uh, well, we recorded them in his bedroom back home, um, and he, you know, the mixes on them were they just blew my mind, and they still do. Like they're just, he's just incredibly good at what he does. Um, so now, knowing that he works up there, it just felt I just wanted the, the continuation of the the sound to marry into like the the songs that are already out. Um, and also it was just a really nice experience because it was just me and him mm-hmm. like I was recording the guitars and obviously the vocals and uh, I did some of the drums and stuff and then he did bass and drum some drums on the tracks too so I just think because like through like our friendship and stuff and recording and knowing each other for so long I think that has a lot to a lot to do with the atmosphere of recording because it can be very stressful obviously Mm-hmm. So, yeah, really those 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 couple of reasons. I was just like, yeah, and also getting up going up to Stornoway. It's so it's so lovely, <laughs> you know. Um, getting on the ferry. Yeah, which I was shitting pants. <laughs> terrifying. Um, for me anyway, I was like, my stomach was going. <laughs> but um, yeah, just it just felt right to do so. He did the the last song, so um. I think as well, like they've recorded them. Um, do you know Lucy and the Best Boys from Glasgow? No, yeah, they're doing they're doing really really well. They um they recently went on tour in America with Will Fallis. Oh wow! Um, yeah, so wild. And um, they also did some work for the studio Black Bay Studio. Also, um, did work for X Ambassadors. Mm. You know, oh, kind of but really? Yeah, yeah. That's wild. So it was nice to go to a studio like that <laughs> that I've dealt with people like that. And you know, um, the week before or the week after, I believe they had the uh, I think it was George Ezra's pr- producer in. That's so fantastic. Part, yeah, a lot of people are kind of you never know who's going to be in. Yeah. So especially that kind of stuff being in a, a a studio of that level, I was like, it's just why not. You know, why not? Yeah. Um, it's got a wee vibe to it. You know? <laughs> um, that's actually it, yeah. The main, uh, that's the main reason was just the good atmosphere and it's lovely, you know, it's lovely. That's awesome. Uh, now, with the, the blue theme, right, mm-hmm. so the, the latest single, Somebody's Watching Me, <laughs> is red. <laughs> yes, I went slightly off track. Um, <laughs> Well, because well, was it a case of you just thought of red with the song? Well, it's a, it's actually a. I think something maybe went wrong on when I uploaded it to Spotify because it's actually a cover, uh, like a Halloween cover. 
Mm-mm. of you know the Rockwell song that has Michael Jackson on the so the classic kind of um, like Halloweeny song you hear. Uh, so it is actually a cover, mm. Rockwell by Michael Jackson, but it didn't come up saying cover. Oh, <laughs> it just says I've written it. Um, but I've not had any copyright infringement or anything, so <laughs> I don't really understand what's going on. So I think people are assuming that it's mine and I've just changed theme, <laughs> um, which is pretty funny to be honest. But uh, yeah, the only reason I re- the only reason I chose red was because it was a, it's a Halloween cover. So I was like, it's a bit spooky. Plus, um, with it being a cover, yeah. it helps it. Yeah, like, differentiate. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I just wish it had a little bit more uh, hint, like a hint <laughs> to it being a cover. You know, I've had it in brackets or something. But anyway, I must have. I must have totally like. Half arsed my upload. Just not thought of it. It was a cover, whatever. Um, but yeah, that's the only reason. Halloween cover. Can you not change question? Um, the thing is with um, the, the distributor, um, it seems to be really hard to just go in and edit it. Mm. Um, I don't know if it's just the one that I use is just extra. They just like to make it difficult. Um, I will give it a go. I've, I've only had to try and do it once. I accidentally uploaded one that the first single um, for the wrong day because <laughs> I couldn't work out. Like it was like at midnight. But then I started promoting it, and then I was like, "Oh, but it's midnight the next night." So I just totally like my my head went into spaghetti. So I had to take it down um, and put it back up again. So that's the only time I've had to edit something. Mm-mm. So I'll maybe check that out. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a bit, it's a bit frustrating. To know? be fair, on the distributor that I've used, I don't think I can edit the song. So I think it's out. It seems like you have to sort of eject it from the system. Yeah. You have to just literally take it down. And even that's a bit of a minefield sometimes. Yeah. Um, or a maze, I should say. You know, yeah. it's not very straightforward. <laughs> It's probably a good thing because if you went on and you were steaming and you actually like, tried to like you know you almost like deleted all your music which yeah, is that, quite hard yeah um, that's probably so, why <laughs> do you know <laughs> musicians are are fond of inebriation things yeah, to say the least um, but, so, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um which of uh, that in fact that leads me on so fucking perfectly. I'm really happy with this segue. Okay. I have another little question I've adopted. I adopted this when I interviewed uh, the Sunday. And I thought, yeah. this is a fantastic question because every gig I go to, I, I get a brew. I have a pint. What? So I'm going to ask, uh, if any, what, what is your go-to gig drink? A go-to gig drink? I um whiskey man. Oh, nice. um, Would you drink whiskey? <laughs> Would you drink it before you played? Sometimes I think, like, um, I, do quite like to, I like to kind of. If I'm going to see a show, I'll get like you know just a few pints in. So like, I like um, Punk IPA, yeah, which is unfortunately my brew dog, and I think they're having a bit of a hard time recently. Because they're a bit mean to their staff yeah. or something. Yeah, they make good beer. No, it's a nice pint, isn't it? 
It's quality, yeah. Um, I like Blue Moon as well. Blue Moon's really also, good. Also, great. And the best yeah. thing about Blue Moon, <laughs> uh, the best thing about Blue Moon is when you get it and they put the orange in. Orange is so good. That's <laughs> like a kind of beer cocktail. It's yeah, it's, it's amazing. And it makes you feel dead like proper and all, isn't it? I know. I know. You spent like eight quid on a paint of Blue Moon. You're like, <laughs> Well, you might as well stick the orange in. <laughs> oh, the pint prices are, are mental. Well, um, if I'm if I'm playing, yeah, I'll, I'll probably whiskey because I I think pints just just clog you up. You know what it's like when you try like, to you feel a bit. Doesn't directly affect your throat, obviously, but um, it just feels a bit feel a bit baggy. Well, in technically, I'd imagine it does affect your throat because it's cold. Well, that's the so, that's yeah. Yeah, so shocking your uh, vocal cords. Mm, when I when I was in college and we first uh, in sixth form and I first learnt about recording bands in the studio and stuff, um, one I, I remember so distinctively my lecturer telling me that if if the singer asks for a drink, you either give them pineapple juice or like room temperature water. Because if it's anything hot or extremely hot or cold, or if it's got dairy in, it'll play with like the vocal cords, so you won't get the it's, best take. Which is yeah, it kind of um, it kind of almost creates like see, especially something like even coffee with milk in it, or 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 milk in general, or if you have a yogurt, um, it creates like a mucus, mm. sort of like a kind of phlegmy thing. You know what it's like when you drink like milk or something, yeah. and it's like feel all coated. Um, but as you go and try and sing it, then it must travel around, and then yeah. actually, if it's, it's wild, you know, room then. I mean, to be honest with you, recently anyway, um, I've not. I like. I quite like to go on stage and not have like not have a drink before it, um, because I'm quite like dyspraxic. I like fall over quite a lot. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to do anything to like make that worse. Mm. Um. Also, I just I like the pure buzz of like being completely sober and getting like the like the you know feeling the atmosphere um, that you're getting from the crowd and with the energy. And then after, if we go to like a bar or something like you know that that's fine. Um, but this, I mean, I've done that a few times recently and it's been good. Uh, we played we played the Queen's Hall in Dunoon. Um, it's only about an hour and a half away or something you need to go on the ferry to go there as well but the queen's hall is like i think it's three thousand cap venue oh wow cap venue. and i was shitting my pants like i was like it's one of the first times in a while that i felt like really nervous i just i had to because <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like i can't you know i was just so like adrenaline yeah up. how did it um, go Fantastic! <laughs> it was um, it was spot on. <laughs> um, yeah, it was part of a festival or or a drummer puts on. Um, it's called Stay Fresh Festival, and it it's basically a, it's a charity event. So there's like multiple charities um, that we or, or people can, you know, if you if you're if you're go if you're paying to go and see the bands play, the money will just get split. I assume between um, charities and then also companies will sponsor the charities and stuff. So 
It's a brilliant night. I think it was like, I think it was like seven or eight grand that was raised. Oh, wow. Um, That's amazing. Yeah, in just one night. So it's like, it's been growing over the years. So um, it was just a pleasure to get to not only play a venue like that, because it's massive, you know, um, but also just to like be a part of that mm-hmm. as a thing. It's great. Um, but yeah, I did need a little tipple. <laughs> oh, so oh my nerves. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> uh, just, uh, but that, yeah, whiskey's a whiskey's a cool one. Yeah, I, 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 I do. I do quite enjoy a whiskey. I'm more like a kind of. I do like a little single malt or whatever, but I'm more just like a bourbon, like yeah, Daniels or you know, all the whiskey people will be like, but. I don't know, it's just a bit sweeter. Mm. You know? Yeah, fair enough. Just without <laughs> anything in it, you know? Um, but yeah, it's, I just, that's usually my kind of go-to. It's like a wee hug. Yeah. Reminds me of Christmas Warm. time. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, that. That, kind of talking about the gig and stuff, leads me on excellently to what oh. can people expect from a blue nicotine gig? What can people expect? That's a brilliant question. You can expect a lot of noise, good noise, hopefully. Um, a whole load of just random, slight changes to the songs. Maybe I'll <laughs> jump. You know, we keep everyone on our on their feet. I might jump into an extra guitar solo. Maybe do like, uh, you know, an an extra chorus at the end. Um, <laughs> There's always that to look forward to. Not every show is the same, but just good to keep it totally different. Um, but you could expect some kick-ass riffs, um, just sheer energy, 100%. We all give it our all every single thing, mm-hmm. um, which is incredibly important, I think. Um, and a lot of, like, here we fucking goes. Nice, like, nice. A lot. People just do it. And I'm like, fantastic. But then it becomes like every song. <laughs> um, and ultimately, for me anyway, what what I would what I would want people to expect, um, if they've been, and if not, what I would tell people to expect is just to be, not to be all soppy, but like just to be. I, I would hope that people feel like themselves. Yeah. And like a safe space and. There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of influences going on. Like, I'm a blues guitarist that I grew up with, that kind of stuff. And obviously, I've mixed that into uh, like a more modern sound mm-hmm. or like a contemporary rock sound with obviously a lot of the blues influences and stuff. So, um, there's something for everyone, you know. Um, but you will definitely probably get bashed about from people because they jump. And you'll go home with sore ears, which is ideally that's it's a good gig, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just some if I don't if I do say so myself, some some cracking rock music and just a cracking night. Everyone's lovely, our audience are incredible, like so much support. Um and probably a lot of sweat. <laughs> a lot of yeah. sweat. Don't yeah. hug me after a show, it is 
horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll bear that in mind. <laughs> um, Absolutely. Geez, yeah, I mean, that's a very good sales pitch, really, isn't it? <laughs> um, my favourite answer I've ever had to that was I interviewed a band called the, the Prieters from Newcastle. Uh, the, the bassist is like one of my long friends. I, I love the boy. Yeah. And I asked them what to expect from a gig. And they all kind of just went, we kind of fuck up a lot and break everything. And then proceeded to tell me about how like the drummer always breaks his cymbals and then has to go without. Or how yeah. like they'll pu- accidentally pull out the jack on like the bass or, so, or the guitar yeah. or something. <laughs> it was just, I was listening to it and I was like... Interesting. Needed for some of these things, but it's obviously just happening anyway. <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's just the universe. I like uh, that though. I mean, if if a band's going on breaking shit, they're loving it. They, yeah, you know? they, they did say it more like that. They do, they're they are really good. They got some cool music out, but yeah, yeah. they said it as a, you can. It's on YouTube as well. They said it more. Like we we kind of don't really know what we're doing sometimes and we just kind of break stuff or we have loads of problems but like <laughs> it was funny i, I enjoyed it. love that it's not taking it too seriously you know that's great <laughs> that was taking it. it seriously but you know yeah. not taking themselves too seriously which is yeah. a good good way to be 100 percent. no sorry <clears throat> pardon me it's okay. in 2023 blue nicotine mm-hmm. became like a official by the way, just side note, I'm really thankful for your Spotify description. Yeah. Because it made writing my questions a lot, a lot easier. Perfect, man. I'm glad, I'm glad. Um, it's I nice to have... Stick all the information in, you know. It's all out there. We'll put it all out there. It's so nice to, like, with a lot of bands, I, I basically end up stalking Instagram, do you know what I mean? Uh, oh, yeah. Which I'm not saying I didn't do, but like I'm glad that I was able to extract this in this question specifically. In 2023, Blue Nicotine became the, the three-piece band. So how is where I'll start? Um, so originally I would just, um, I was the kind of, the, the kind of staple member. Obviously, mm-hmm. I created the band. I wrote all the music. I did essentially everything, um, and I would just get for for live shows. I would just get sort of session people in, or just mates that I knew that would be up for just playing a gig. Um, just because I I hadn't because I had done everything so far myself, I hadn't had the time to like put the feelers out to get people on board that actually wanted to be on board mm. um just because i just didn't allocate time to it so i would just use who and whoever and whenever i, I could uh if they were up for the show they just learn the songs and jump on um so it was kind of like a fluid thing like essentially anyone you would see a different bassist and a different drummer but you'd always see me obviously um which was fine and it worked but it just made things a lot more difficult <laughs> If everyone was busy, mm-hmm. so uh, it became it became a three piece, like a permanent kind of uh, band. When I found my new drummer, Callum, um, and he he's actually my partner's friend from a, a while ago, but we 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 kind of like knew each other, um, and she introduced me to him, uh, and we just we were talking through it lockdown, 
and he just said, you know, he'd love to be involved and like actually be involved and kind of make it a band and kind of, uh, you know, make it a thing. Mm. So, uh, so yeah, when he joined, you know, it felt more, it felt right at that point, I think, to make it a band band. It felt like I'd done my due diligence of myself making it, it was kind of like a project mm-hmm. and then it grew into a band. Um, and then my, my bassist Jack as well, um, who is, it's actually, so so Cal that works up in Stornoway who's recorded the album, um, he has an older brother called Jack as well. But his older brother Jack, this is his old flatmate who's also called Jack. Right. Uh, so I got introduced to my bassist Jack right. um, through him. And uh, they don't live together anymore, unfortunately. But it was always hilarious going like, oh, I'm just going to the Jack's house. <laughs> what one? It's like, oh, both of them. <laughs> um, so Jack, he's called Jack Glass. Um, he's a fantastic bassist, fantastic guitarist, singer. Um, kind of, and so is Callum. Callum Newell, a drummer, he's a brilliant drummer, um, but also can play guitar, you know, like he's kind of jack of all trades, um, but that's when I felt like this is like a band now, you know, mm-hmm. this is like a, we're all in the same kind of wavelength, um, and like I say, it just felt right, so that's kind of how it grew into that, um, but uh, yeah, it's just the way it started, I guess, because it was just me, Yeah. So, uh, which was great. so how's that has that changed your approach to like writing or anything or has it just kind of been a smooth that's a really good question Um, I think maybe now it's changed my approach because I know that there'll be more influence from like a third party as in like my bassist and my drum Mm -hmm. Uh, which is good I think that's that's right now um, but for example, the songs that are going to be on the album, uh, I wrote all them myself as well. So I've not had a chance to kind of get into like what it would be like writing there. Um, so it could be different. It could be different, mm-hmm. um, but definitely not, definitely not in a bad way. Yeah. Uh, as on the the subject of the album, mm-hmm. I mean, great. Congratulations, brother. Excited for it to come out. Thank you very um, much. Yeah. Please, but yeah. an album's uh, obviously it's a, a big thing. Um, what can you tell us about it? Um, I know that's a very broad question, but like, oh, it's, it's, um, well, the so it's going to be called Into the Blue. So, um, which again goes into the theme of I was explaining about the the artwork. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, that kind of came from like you know when people go like oh someone phoned me out of the blue not heard from them that was like that's always like a little phrase that's like that I've used a lot as well um, but I remember just thinking like oh into the blue like this is like into the like the ocean yeah they going into the blue but um, I think that I, I thought that was a fitting name because it's the first album so it's like a deep dive sort of thing into like this is what the band's about like this is blah 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 blah, blah. you know what to expect 
um, so you're kind of diving into the nicotine. Um, but there's going to be with the singles that are already out, all of them are going to be on it. Mm-hmm. No, sorry, single. Three of them are going to be on it. So I've done like a, a new kind of version of the song um, as if I wrote it kind of like now. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's basically the same, but there's a few little differences. Um, some of them are a wee bit short, like a tiny wee bit shorter. Um, and the rest are all brand new songs. I was going to tell you about it. There's a piano song. Oh. Just, just a piano and vocal. That's exciting. Uh, yeah, I recorded it. I think we recorded it at like 3am because <laughs> it just felt like the right time to record, I don't know. Um, it's the, the studio I recorded at is a residential studio, so I was staying there as well. Oh, right. So That's cool. Just, That's really yeah, cool. Building, so you could just, we could just get up whenever and crack into it. You know? Do you know what? Which helps a lot. I, that is fantastic. And a lot of mm-hmm. great music comes from that scenario. And I don't know why this has just popped in my head. <laughs> but that reminds me of uh, when I, I did a, a presentation at some point, I meant to pick an album, and for some reason I did OK Compute by Radiohead, having not really listened to it at the time. And when I was researching it, they kind of recorded it in this big house where they all lived in. Uh-huh. Uh, that's just, that must create, live uh, kind of being so close to it, must create such a, you can fully immerse yourself kind of in the music. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. And especially being... Being in Stornoway, I mean, you're like in the middle of nowhere. Like, all you've really got to focus on is the album, um, which some people might say like that's not necessarily like a bad thing, but like you need a little break from it and all that kind of stuff. But I enjoyed being like it was there. Couldn't mm. really like it was I was sort of living and sleeping it. <laughs> yeah. As soon as I woke up, I would have like an idea maybe, or like, who would he try this? I didn't have to like travel because maybe half an hour in the car I'd be like thinking about an idea too much. So like, you could just go and try it mm-hmm. and see what happens. So yeah, you're right. Like it's it was a total uh like totally immersed, yeah. Like just I think it, it definitely helped capture um like its own little vibe, you know, and like for example, the piano song might not have made it on if I wasn't staying there because if we didn't record it at three AM in the morning. Yeah. It might not exist. So yeah. it's just things like that as well. Um that helps massively. That's yeah, I mean that's I think that'll also create a sense of consistency, which in fairness, uh you the songs that you have out do anyway have that consistency. Uh-huh. Production, like you said before, there is a a theme with it, I find, which I love Good. because you know Good. that's what you want. So that that that'll benefit the album a lot, I find. Yes. Um, and on the subject of kind of the sound of it and stuff, uh, one of the big influences you say is Biffy Clyro, uh, and I listened to a song before I read that, and I think to be fair, I think that the reason Biffy Clyro is the one I thought of was because of your accent that you sing Scottish, uh, but. Biffy Claro is a great influence. I particularly like the, the early albums and stuff, but Biffy Claro yeah, great. Um, but moving forwards, in fact, uh, what, what's your Biffy Claro album? I'll ask you that. My favourite one? Yeah, I, I, I've never really asked a question like that, but why not? 
think probably oh, probably opposite. Nice. Um, just because I think it was like a, it was one of the first ones I like dug into properly and like kind of consistently listened to. Um, probably, honestly, I would say that one. Um, it just feels nostalgic. Mm. <laughs> Which is a, that's such a big thing with music, yeah. isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. It's it's really important as well because even just one song can take you back to feeling certain yeah. way. Yeah, um, or maybe a specific bit of a song, you know. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, it can make a, a, a massive difference, really. Can't I mean, it can. Yeah. For me, there's certain songs that, and even certain bands that create a nostalgic sound, which mm. is. Great, but uh, course, so moving yeah. moving that forward. That's my favourite, though, for sure. Oh, that's a good choice. So, so moving forwards, right? What is is that the sound you want to pursue? Do you think you want to keep kind of going the direction you're heading, or do you have like somewhere in mind you'd like to go, or would you like to just see how you're feeling at the time, change it up? Um, yeah, okay. I think like the kind of Buffy Clyro thing was. I think it was just easy to. Down, yeah, because it give, gives everyone a sort of rough idea. Um, because they do so many things, you know, the softer songs, the big riff songs, there's like there's a big array uh, of kind of not not genres, like styles going on, yeah. Um, which I think I captured as well, but um, <laughs> I think it's getting to the I think people, I don't want to be, a, I don't have a problem being compared to people um, because that's how this stuff works and I compare myself to people all the time in terms of like, well that sounds quite biffy, that sounds quite, you know, but I think I'd like to just create my own, I mean everything's been done before, Yeah. Right? but because it's the kind of biffy, like we get Foo Fighters quite a lot, which mm-hmm. probably would agree with that more in some ways because you've got the massive massive um like i play a gibson you know yeah. the massive like yeah um and you know I, I can see that as well but because like i say my kind of roots as a guitar player is blues rock based um i mean guns and roses are my favorite band so all that kind of all that kind of uh 80s influence and with all of Brian Adams as well, so um, I get a lot of influence from like YouTube and stuff. So it's a lot of like kind of old timey sounds that I'm trying to bring back, which people have done already, right? If I can try and encapsulate the the kind of it's still keeping the kind of bluesy rock guitar vibes throughout, and like a kind of like a, a modern wee like shell of rock music, I'd like that to just be my my thing, you know. Um, so I would go, like, oh yeah, like, we sound like Biffy or we sound like Foo Fighters. <laughs> but it's a good question you've asked because it's like, yeah, I would go want to go down the route of just probably keeping it purely rock-based, but mm-hmm. play piano. So, like the piano song, there's nothing's really off the cards, to be honest. It's just yeah. kind of what, what I feel at the time, yeah. Um, that's really a good question. I don't know. With the the comparison thing, I think 
it's it's a strange question because to an extent I don't like to ask because comparing artists to other artists is both easy but also it's quite valuable for people that haven't listened so if anyone's listening to this now that hasn't listened to any music there it's it's good to give them a kind of idea what to get into but also you can very easily fall into the thing of just being like oh you sound like and I I kind of I I try to ask it in more of a I think you sound kind of like this do you agree do you you know do you like them etc but uh, I think what you were kind of getting at is so true where as much as Seeing these artists like uh, Guns and Roses, Foo Fighters, and stuff is, is good because you want to hear it, it makes you feel good. But also, yeah. it, it's so it's so important to make sure that that doesn't people don't just start being like. So hearing me say that, people aren't just gonna be like, oh, it's just like this band. But like you know, you want to have your own space. Exactly. Which yeah. is uh, okay, uh, make your own space. Yeah, exactly. Which uh, is obviously I know that's what you were getting at, but I just wanna. Yeah. Like, no, that's you're absolutely right, and I think um. I do think it's very important to like if someone compared this to a certain band, that to me is not a negative thing at all. I never take any of that. Um, even if someone was like, "Oh, you're basically the same," like, oh, well, yeah, that to me is like positive. I, I don't have any. I'm a happy chappy. <laughs> no, I don't have anything to complain about. Um, and that good to me is a positive. Yeah, yeah, I, I think, think influences. I mean. 90% of the music I listen to is like, I'm quite into like hip hop and stuff. And a lot of that is very derivative, even like, but like not in a bad way, but like uh, to take not a, a really surface level example to Pimp a Butterfly by Kendrick Lies, Lamar is fantastic. But then mm-hmm. that is just kind of a jazz album with rapping on it. But like, that's not a bad thing, but like the influences. Exactly. So influences are great with every type of music with yeah. everyone. I think it's important, like you say, if a band or someone doesn't know what your band sounds like, I always give like at least three examples of like, oh, do you like for players? Do you like? Biffy's a good one if it's like a Scottish person. Yeah. Um, and also I've had a lot. I've even had like Alison James. Um, that'd make me feel so good about myself, by the way, if I was you. Oh man, I know. <laughs> and that's like one of my favorite bands, and I was like, really? Them bands. Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely, yeah, it's definitely like one of our new songs called Alone Together. Um, it's just, it's got like a big dirty guitar riff. It's got like an octave pedal on it. It's it's just a proper, like, just a straight up rock song, like no bullshit. Um, and the chorus is very like sort of uh, man in a box, you know, kind of like style chorus. Uh, mm. by Alison Chase like a lot of people were getting that then I lot of, I've had a lot of Sam Fender and the softer stuff and I've had a lot of uh, <laughs> the difference well. that is <laughs> it's wild honestly I think it's because and I don't see that as a bad thing at all I, I, I'm like I'm down for it I yeah. like the difference I'm like yeah whatever like because it shows that I can kind of cover a lot versatility um, in it exactly and also you kind of don't know what you're going to expect. I think it's, I think it's important that no matter what a band does, sound-wise, as long as it still sounds like the same band and the production's the same one, like if it was if it was an album, mm-hmm. I think that's really important because you're you don't want to listen to a song and then it's like oh that sounds like I don't know, uh, Sam Fender. And then you listen to another song and it's like, oh, that's a bit like, that's pretty, that's really heavy. Like, but 
you know, as long as the sound is like pretty consistent, mm-hmm. he, he can kind of get away with most things. Um, yeah. Which is good. But it's just maybe some things that people don't think about. Like when I've heard albums and then like a big heavy song comes on that's the same band, I'm like, that does not sound like the same. Yeah, I think. <laughs> um, so that's one of those things. <laughs> I think uh, exactly what you said, having, you can do different styles on an album, but there needs to be like a consistent sound, doesn't there? 100%. But there's some very big examples of that a lot. I mean, I don't know why these are the two artists I've thought of because it's, really weird but like royal bloods have done it with like a piano song at the end of an album and it fits even though the rest of the album's like big riffs (laughs) even weird for example (laughs) weird 21 pilot um trench by them the first song is heavy i love jumpsuit but and then it goes from that to him fully like rapping and then like a slow pop song but it all fits because the production is similar Um, that's exactly yeah that's I can't exactly believe you've got onto this, but yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's, no. it's, 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 it is important, and I think maybe a lot of kind of bands, it depends what kind of level you're at, if you've got a producer maybe helping you or whatever, but like, if you're like totally independent, like, like all I've got is me to be like, right, is that right? And obviously Cal, who's mixing and recording the, the album, he can give me some pointers as well, but at the end mm-hmm. of the day, if it doesn't sound right, sounds a wee bit too different you kind of know in yourself you know um but most things work production's so important with that you know mm-hmm. now my, my final question that i've got is so so your biggest song on streaming uh, in 1982 has yeah, yeah. sixty-four thousand streams yeah. that's mental how does that feel honestly i'm like you know, you see like hundreds of thousands and millions and all that, but when I saw that hitting even like thirty thousand, I was like, "Let's get on, <laughs> <laughs> let's get on." Um, yeah, it's amazing. I'm so. It's a song that means a lot as well. So I'm like, I'm really glad that that one kind of took, took its yeah. own little path, you know. Um, but it's wild. I look at it every single day, and I'm like, "That's pretty <laughs> bad." Like, um, the algorithm just sort of it just it just grabbed um i did the most pro- promo for that song as well yeah. so that ties into it a lot but um you know when it hit like thirty thousand, then suddenly it was 50 and then it was like 60 and then it was like what like even after i'd stopped kind of promoting it so yeah it's wild it's... wild <laughs> uh promotion is such a big part slight technical hiccup um <laughs> but but uh, yeah, so as you were saying, uh, promotion is such a, a big, a big thing now, uh, to a point where it's like matters more than music almost, which is yeah, like you say, yeah, it's it's kind of the song. You know, you get your um, excitement from like releasing the song, and you've got you're waiting until the release date and everything, and then it feels like that kind of drops off after maybe like a week, and then you know that's when the hard work starts of like adverts and yeah. you know just trying to get it out as much as you can and like even though it's it's a lot of people say it's the boring stuff like i don't mind it i think it's really i think if you can come up with some really weird kind of interesting ways to to promote something that then becomes fun because mm-hmm. you can make like a stupid video of something that'll stop people scrolling and that's all it takes sometimes you know so yeah 
some songs are easier with you know if you're a kind of I think a really good example of promotions like um you know the band the chats yeah from all I Australian. want and all I need all I crave is a good put feed <laughs> song, right but like see all of their because they're a bit kind of jokey and a bit meany mm. and like Promotion's kind of easier for them because like people can grab onto that and like and like with Scotland or England or whatever like it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> so like you know, it's, I think it totally. Dep- I think it's band dependent. You know, if you're kind of yeah, you might kind of come across content a wee bit or uh, come across making content a wee bit easier. Yeah, um, but it's massively important. Yeah, hundred percent. There's, I mean, there's so much to it. I feel I could do a whole episodes just talking about that. Literally, uh, yeah. <laughs> but you um, need to just, I think people just need to dig into it and just accept it. I know. Accept I know. that they have to promote it, and then th- they'll see numbers. You know. I think, yeah, no. I mean, it's, it's just using TikTok in it. That's it. I, I can't stand that's TikTok. It, yeah. I really struggle. You, I can't use it. Like, cause I don't want to get addicted, but I don't like promoting on it. Like I used yeah. to post podcast clips on then, I'm just like, no, I just I struggle as well. Yeah, you either, you either do it or you don't, and it's it's okay. I yeah, I think uh, it, for, on the the promotion thing, that I've actually learned, I should probably be more obvious, but I've learned collaboration does to so much fear in like any sense, uh, which I think that's why I love doing this podcast because I like the idea that not only can I hopefully give whoever I have on a couple more people to listen but like it works both ways uh, I think I like that that's good of course I, I totally agree and that's why on any scale you know whether it was whether it's a like a massive artist you're working with or like if you're lucky enough to work with someone wild or you're doing like like this kind of stuff where we're just chatting and like having yeah. a laugh and like it's just chill and like no matter what the collaboration is, I think it can only be beneficial. Exactly. Obviously. Um, and it gets to, you get to kind of, for me at least anyway, I'm loving this because I get to, you're asking me things that I can then dive into a bit more that maybe people don't know as well. Mm-hmm. Or most people probably won't know. Um, so like collaborating in that way, brilliant and then it's good for you as well because it's yeah. good content and you know no matter what scale it's on or what it's to do, what you're doing mm-hmm. it's it's like a golden key yeah, you really. know that probably not a lot of people dip into yeah 100 percent. and i most of all it's enjoyable <laughs> of course it is. Yeah, which is that's... Understand why. you don't want to go on and just chat man i love yeah. i love just you know <laughs> yeah, it's, right? it... of course it is is great, although Skype can be annoying to use. You know, feel a bit more at home with it than Zoom. I can't do Zoom. Because I used to use Skype all the time. Like, every single day. Um, and that, that's probably why I got locked out of my old accounts. I've not been on it in like... Yeah. Eight, five, in fact, longer. Ten years, probably. <laughs> I'm forgetting how old I am. Um, <laughs> I'm like... 10 years, yeah, like 2000, like 10, no, (laughs) you're older, (laughs) Um, but it feels more tactile. 
Yeah. Zoom, Zoom feels too clinical. Yeah, no, it does. And the worst thing about Zoom is that if you don't pay, you've got a half hour limit. And I did an interview and the one interview I've done on Zoom and halfway through it cut off and I was just like, fuck. So, and the thing is we'd recorded the call on onto a door. So we'd recorded it like not the call onto our computers and I had to line it up afterwards after I'd like sent her the email. And, oh, <laughs> it was tragic. Brilliant. And it was, you know, it, I only started using Skype when, have you ever seen the guy that does like bad taxidermy? Uh, oh. <laughs> like he, he makes pencil cases out of rats. Oh, I have, yay. Right, so Jack, yeah. uh, so I, I had him on. <laughs> no know. way, did you? <laughs> yeah. Um, That's we, really he came on and we spoke about um, Transformer by Lou Reed. <laughs> we just sat chatting. Um, and he was the one that suggested I use Skype. And to be fair to him, it, it's been good. But uh, It's always stable, if not more stable anyway. And, like, you know, these things only progress in good ways. And like, I think just that's where, like, the likes of Zoom has just came and taken over. But they know that people are going to, yeah, yeah, I know. For it's, longer, ah, more money. Like, the thing is, Skype's free. I don't get why you do exactly. Zoom. I genuinely don't. It always understand. has been. <laughs> hey, like, it always has been. You know, right. Even if you don't, for some reason, you don't want to use Skype, you've got Teams. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> like, uh, it's you, weird. That's about it, really, isn't it? You've got, unless you did like some sort of. It's like OBS, the video stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. I don't know if there'd be a way. There probably wouldn't really. There might be a way. Of doing I'm actually, it on that's that. what I'm recording on, by the way. I've got that going as well. Oh, I didn't realise OBS well, was free. Oh, you said that, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I've I've tried to use it a few times for like getting the audio and video connected, so that you're using like a doll, oh. obviously, like a live stream. So um, I've never really knew it. If you ever. I want to do like video editing and to kind of line up the audio with it you should get uh this is <laughs> so strange to talk about in the podcast you should get oh, no. a, a software called i'm going to double check it right now it's called is it davinci yeah davinci resolve um it's free but it's for video editing and stuff it's absolutely fantastic i use that for i briefly used that for the placebo effect music video oh nice uh, what did you think but my well, I, I thought it was fantastic, but I had to delete it because my computer was just so slow. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just my computer just blew my laptop wasn't powerful enough, oh, right. so couldn't use it. Um, so I had to use like some cool filters, like on um, like my partner's Mac, which yeah. were great. But going on to the, that DaVinci was wild. Yeah, you can do some wild things, you know, and you can, it's got like um like color correction and stuff. Exactly. Which, like... which would have been <laughs> great, but also thinking back now, I'm like, I probably would have had a hit. It's probably would have been more of a hit. Oh no, yeah. The, the thing is, it's all well and good saying that it's really good, but see when you're doing it and you don't know how, and you're like trying to figure it out. It's it's like Photoshop, isn't it? It's like oh, oh that'd be great. Yeah, Photoshop. Like, it's so much more than that, you know. It is. That's what I'm glad that I've learned it now. But using DAWs, like I use Ableton, but like Pro Tools and stuff. Just when I first used it, trying to wrap my head around it was horrendous. 
it's just... As it can be. I use um the one so like the I've got an acoustic EP on Spotify as well. Yeah. Use that. Uh I use Reaper. Shout out Reaper. Um, for the full thing, yeah. And like anyone I, I mentioned Reaper to, they're like, What really? And I'm like or my, they don't know about it. My uni is like, my uni's like a big advocate of Reaper. Um, yeah. I've got a project with doing it's like the easiest five. one for me to get. Yeah. It's very similar to logic, I found. Yeah. Mm. Um I've like uh a bit as well, and it's I do like that as well. There's a few I think Pro Tools is just a bit more in depth and it's Yeah. No, I would maybe I maybe don't have the patience just now for it. <laughs> I think Pro Tools is good for studio stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. like I, mm-hmm. I recorded a, a band in the studio yesterday and we use Pro Tools in the studios and I find Pro Tools good for recording but when I'm making my music I like Ableton because I I'm not that musical and Ableton is a hack because I make like, electronic yeah. and stuff. It's just, <laughs> do you know what I <laughs> yeah, mean? Course, it's yeah. a hack. <laughs> that's, that's, why not? You yeah, know, it's exactly. Great. And it's a nice it's a nice stable platform as well, which if anything is probably the most important thing. Yeah. Um, like, that, like the Reaper, it's so it's so to like it's just it's just on it, you know. Yeah. Protos crashes a lot. Yeah, I've heard this. I've a heard lot. horror stories. <laughs> I uh, you know of things not saving. Yeah. Um You have yeah. to literally like sit and save all the time because it's terrifying <laughs> it gets you <laughs> you change like one bit on like some reverb on like a mic and, you're, oh, like, so... and it just yeah no genuinely uh, <laughs> I remember once I had the, one of my lecturers just sat and we were using Pro Tools and he was saying everyone says it's shit and it crashes all the time it's not that bad and then I swear to god it's about crashed. 10 seconds later it crashed it's so slow isn't it uh, it was <laughs> uh, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. Anyway, um, is... <laughs> no, I know me too. Um, so on that note, is there anything that you would like to kind of discuss at the end? It, that always feels like a bit of a lazy question to ask, right? But like, I want to make sure I've not missed anything, or you know, if there's something you'd like to bring up that I've not. Is there anything? Um, no, I mean, like we're we're playing. Um... Well, it's actually. It's under two weeks now, so it's a week on Friday, which is the 30th, ah, 23rd. Yes. 23rd of February, we're playing Classic yeah. Grand, um, supporting a band called Collateral. Nice. Who, um, they're, from, they're on tour just now. They're from kind of down London way, I think. Oh, wow. They'd be getting that wrong. But anyway, like they're, they're from England. And um, but they recently I think they just supported Bon Jovi, which is wild. Wow, that's crazy. Um, yeah, and they supported like Skid Row from back in the day. So it's pretty nice to be in amongst that. Uh, you know, we we are now supporting yeah. a band that just supported Bon Jovi. That's so, pretty cool. So that I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I've got some cool surprises, like new songs we'll play. Um, just you know, kind of try and tease the album, um, of you know, for people's ears to then pick up when they do hear that song on yeah. the album. 
Um, <laughs> Have you got any of the upcoming gigs? Not so far. We've got uh, obviously the next kind of like Glasgow one. I think we're just going to aim for as uh, the album launch. Mm-hmm. So like just to you know just hire a venue and just make it a big celebration essentially. Um, but we're in the midst of like booking like a like a UK tour, like just a oh, small, you know, so like maybe four or five date five if we can manage it. Um, you know, like a lot of listeners we have is that is uh, are down in London. It'd be nice to get to London, um, like Newcastle, Manchester, like the classic places um, mm-hmm. that we also know bands that live there. So maybe do a gig swap or something, you know, just a. Um, we're just trying to organise that. Um, and also just, I guess, uh, try and get maybe, just try and get on those larger support slots, I think, just to, just to support the album and get, give it the extra wee push that it needs. Because yeah. um, like you mentioned earlier, an album is a big thing. And I've toyed with the idea of doing, splitting it into two EPs and kind of doing it, like, you know, or, just releasing them all as singles or all that kind of stuff. But for me, and probably for yourself as well, I'm still looking at, I like to listen to an album. 100%. You know, start 100%. to finish. Like, it's just, there's something about it. It's like, it it's an experience. Exactly, yeah. It's like reading a book or watching a film. Like, you, it's got its own, especially when you listen start to finish. And it's, and you can tell when the band's put a lot of effort into the transitions and each song and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm just that me and my dad and you know like we've always been album based you know yeah and, and obviously it's still a singles world and I get that and probably release half the album before the album comes out but um I just felt now that sticking an album out just felt right because you're kind of elongating the time by doing two EPs yeah I just felt I'd rather just stick it as a big piece of art. Yeah. That's it. So um, it's really just focusing on that for this year. And then I imagine next year we'll just be pushing it as hard as we can. (laughs) You know, (laughs) just the same kind of thing. I can't wait. I can't wait to listen to it. Thank you. Um, Thank you. I'm excited. (laughs) It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. Likewise. Um, Thank you very much. Of course, I will have links to your social media uh, streaming stuff all that business um, nice. is there still tickets for the support gig yeah so we we have our own allocation oh awesome. so we've been allocated our own tickets um but i believe there's four left three left three or four left something like yeah. that <laughs> i believe there's like around that kind of number so it's, they're almost run out i don't know if we'll, we'll get more um because we're only given an allocation but mm-hmm. yeah there's definitely there's definitely a handful. Okay, I can. I'll make sure that's linked below as well, so everyone listening, go check that out. Uh, so yeah. this has been Mad Sounds Podcast, uh, Blue Nicotine, Aidan Kelly. Uh, thank you so much for coming on, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure. Likewise, man. I really, really appreciate. It. Thanks for your time. Of course. And, um, thanks for the great questions. You know. Oh, <laughs> th- thank you so much. Uh, so thank you, everyone, for listening, and goodbye.